Wait. You haven't seen it? You gotta see it. Oh, you gotta see it. Hello and welcome to the first official episode of You Haven't Seen It, the podcast where we talk about all the best movies you have never seen. My name is Dan and I'll be the host of the show. And each week I'm going to be running through a different movie or TV show that most people may have never heard of or I just don't think is getting enough love. And man, some movies out there need some love. I'm going to give it to him, and hopefully you'll end up loving these movies too. We'll find out. And how it's going to go is each week I'm going to pick a movie, talk about it in a little bit of detail, and then give it kind of a rating in the out of 10 at the end, and let you know where you can find it as well. One of the rules of this uh, podcast is every film has to be obtainable in some way. So it's not going to be some kind of weird, obscure foreign film that you can only get if you trade your guts for a goat you've got to be able to get it so it's either going to be on a streaming platform or you can buy it on dvd or (laughs) blu-ray fucking guts for a goat that's not even a thing um anyway uh the genres as well of this can be anything really any films that i think are good uh and that people just ain't watching enough. There's going to be some horror movies, especially though, because there's loads out there that need some love. I'm a big horror movie buff, just so that you all know. But there's also going to be some other genres out there, basically anything that I like. And you know for a fact there's going to be some hella B movies on here, but they're going to be the good ones, not the shit ones. If, if that is even a thing, are there good B movies? I don't know. Let's find out. There is. Let's find out. Maybe. And with all that out of the way, we're going to be talking about one of my favourite movies to tell people to watch today. It is a horror movie straight out of the bat, and it is an obscure 80s movie. So straight away, you know what this podcast is going to be about. As you have seen from the title of this episode, it is Doom Asylum. And I know what you're thinking. You're already going, hey, hey, Dan. Hey, how's it going? Hey, I don't need to hear any more. That name, that name of the film alone, Doom Asylum. I want to watch this. This sounds incredible. And you're right. That name alone is what sucked me in. I had to watch this movie when I heard the name Doom Asylum. But just in case you want to hear more about it, I'm going to go into some details. Okay? Are you okay with that? Good. Thank you for a pre- thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> anyway, guys, so, so Doom Asylum is a 1987-88 release from director Richard Friedman. Um, it says 87 or 88, depending on kind of which um, source you use. Uh, but it was not released in the UK until 2018. So that's why a lot of people, especially in Britain, have probably never even heard of it. Um it was the first ever movie starring Kirsten Davis, and it is a little, very small budget horror film. Okay, so let's get down straight into it. Let's get into 
the plot. What's the plot? Yeah, didn't expect that, did you? I'm going to have some singing. Woo! <laughs> so, the synopsis, the plot of this film is a horribly disfigured lawyer, wrongfully pronounced dead after a terrible car accident, is taken to an asylum for dissection, only to come back alive, kill everyone, and make the asylum his killing grounds. That's the official uh, synopsis on IMDb. The wonderful thing about this is the killer himself in the credits is called The Coroner. Even though he's a lawyer, he just happens to kill people from the coronary room first. And he uses coronary tools, I think. That's pretty much it. That's why it's called The Coroner. The opening of this film is fantastic. It makes no sense whatsoever. I'm going to go into ever, ever so slight, ever so slight spoiler thing. So it's not going to spoil the whole film. But let's face it, a film titled Doom Asylum. You're not going into it for its twists and turns. You're going into it for its amazing name. That's it. You want to go in there, watch some people get killed, have a laugh, go home, have yourself a burger or two, maybe a bowl of pasta. Whatever you like. Me, personally, I'm a pizza guy. But I digress. Anyway, let's get back. So the opening is incredible. It lets you know exactly how the film is going to go, what kind of tale you are in for. Because not only does it have a, a weird kind of rendition of House of the Rising Sun playing, it shows our lawyer character driving down the road with his girlfriend after winning a multi-million dollar lawsuit. Just drinking champagne, making out, not watching the road. Oh, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I can tell you what could go wrong. You crash, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Who saw that coming? Everybody but them, because they weren't fucking watching. But the, the, the amazing part about it is that they crash. The girlfriend um, dies. Sorry, spoiler. I did tell you a slight spoiler. Spoilery. The girlfriend dies and he is kind of fine. He's got a bit of blood on him and stuff, but he looks okay. And then he takes his girlfriend's hand, which promptly comes off. <laughs> and then he wakes up in the coroner's office and he's got no face. It's it's just... just been, It's got no face. It's gone. That is the opening of this film. It lets you know exactly <laughs> what you are in for, and it is brilliant. I am already laughing by the time that that first five minutes is up, and then it goes into the the main film, and that's where our main cast of teens, it says with quotation marks, are introduced. There is five in the main group, and. One of them is played by the same woman that plays the girlfriend from the start of the film. Um, and it's just, oh, it's great. You know, friend there, you are in for a treat. Now, our main group, there's five in the main group. And the great thing about every single one of them is they only have one personality trait. Everyone's got their one thing. And one of them is just that he's cool. He's a cool guy. He's the cool dude. Yeah, it's pretty cool. One of them just loves baseball. 
One of them has uh, obsession with psychology. One of them can't make up his mind. And one of them, who is the the daughter slash same woman from the opening, uh, is just sad. She's sad because her mum died like 20 years ago. But what do you do when you're sad? You go and have a party at the asylum where your mama died. Yeah, let's go have a party. Or a picnic. They, they go in there for a party, but it's a picnic. Or something. Yeah, it makes sense. Obviously, this is this just, you know, don't think about it. It's Doom Asylum. Uh, but what happens is when they get there, there is a second group made up of three girls known as Tina and the Tots who are in some weird kind of electronic noise band that happen to be rehearsing in the asylum. A confrontation ensues and then everything goes from there. That is our main structure of Doom Asylum. And it is fucking brilliant. It's so good. Oh, honestly, there's some amazing things in this. The weird exchanges between the main group and the secondary group. Um, the kind of insults that they throw at each other. The weird scenes and the puns. Oh my god, we need to talk about the puns. There are so many awful puns in this. There's even like noise effect puns. There is puns that don't make any sense. They're just fucking fantastic. They're so good. They're kind of ones that you can just laugh at and go, why? Why are you doing this? This makes no sense. <laughs> but it's so much fun. That's the good thing about this movie. It's just fun. It's a fun time. Um, so that's the main thing of the film. I don't want to spoil too much of it. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through a little facts about the film. And then I'm going to give myself myself i am myself gonna give a rating of this film out of 10 show you where you can get it hopefully you'll want to watch it facty facty fact so the film was shot in about eight days inside an actual abandoned asylum that was one of the big selling points of this film when it came out um, except for the name, obviously. <laughs> um, it was shot on a budget of $90,000. And it... Yeah, you can definitely tell when you watch it. But, you know, it's got charm. It's good. It's nice. And I think I mentioned this before, but it was the first appearance of Kirsten Davis of Sex and the City fame. Uh, she went on to do great. So it's fine. Brill. Obviously, people saw her in Doom Asylum and went, she's going to be in our movie, in our TV show. She has to be. She is Stella. <laughs> but she is the character who was obsessed with psychology. And there's one other female character in the main five call, uh, who uh, is played by Patty Mullen. And she was in one other film. And that is an amazing film called... Wait for it. Another amazing name. Frankenhooker. <laughs> Honestly, it's oh, it's another amazing film. So good. I will be talking about it on this podcast at some point. 
One other fun fact about this uh, film is Ruth Collins, who plays Tina from Tina and the Tots, uh, was paid $100 to get her boobies out. So if you're a fan of uh, boobies in movies, you get a, a random pair of boobies in movies. It's not even like a warranted reason. I think they were just like, we need a we need a booby shot in this movie, guys. So um, Tina's got a pretty good pair. Maybe we should... Uh, hey, what you? Hey, hey, Ruth. You want $100? <laughs> yeah. It's one of them. But what can you do? It was the 80s. And they did stuff like that. Um, but yes, this film. Fantastic film. Myself... I give it a rating of 6 out of 10 for just entertainment factor. It's obviously not a masterpiece, but it is a great film to get started with, especially if you watch it with a bunch of mates and you can just have a bloody good laugh with it. Um, It's available from Arrow Video on Blu-ray and DVD, I believe, uh, in the UK and USA. So, that is my recommendation for this week doom asylum get yourself on that guys and until next week i will say happy watching <laughs>